Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're having an amazing day. Welcome back to the podcast. So welcome. If this is your first time here, hey, hey, hey. So this episode is going to be completely different from anything I've ever done on the show, but it's time. It's necessary. I am sitting on this bed and my heart is like pounding, y'all, like pounding out of my chest because my nerves are a little shot. But I have to get it done and get it out there because I just think this is so important. And We have to have more conversations like this. And so we are doing a series (laughs) about money, about credit, about saving, about debt, about investing, home ownership, all of the things that I've been thinking about for a long time. And I've been wanting to do this, but I haven't been able to get the guts (laughs) to do it until now. So that's what we're going to do on here. We're going to have a good time with this. So I have a very abusive relationship with money. (laughs) I know that sounds dramatic, but I do. I have not had the best relationship at all with money. I turned 40 years old in 2021. And, you know, I come across a lot of content online from people, you know, YouTube videos, blog posts, things like that from people who, you know, are 25 years old and they've saved $100,000 or people who, have an 800 credit score, 850 credit score, and they're really young. And I feel like so much of the content is geared to younger people or younger people are talking about it, which I love. I think it's amazing. However, I felt like I never would see any of this content from an older perspective, somebody who's starting late in life with a lot of these things. And I just think it's so important for us to have like really open conversations about money and just finances and things like that. And I figured the way to start this series would be talking about my own story somewhat. Well, a lot. (laughs) Talking about my own experience and my own story with money and my relationship with money so that I can bring on money guests, money experts, everyday people to share their experiences as well. So that's why we're doing this money series, you know? So you may wonder, like, how does this relate to veganism? Like, what does this have to do with anything? But the the thing is, I think it has to do with everything because veganism, like I always tell y'all in the intro for each episode, is a lifestyle. And 
wellness is a lifestyle. And I feel like a lot of times if we're not eating right, it's because our, our money, all of that is intertwined. You know, like if you ain't eating right, your money ain't right too. You know, it usually kind of goes hand in hand. And so I just really want a holistic approach to everything that I do, especially when it comes to this podcast. I feel like this is definitely my favorite platform. I feel like I'm the my most free on this platform. And so I just really want to start sharing some of those experiences so that we can all really start to live our best lives. It's time, you know, it's time. And the shame is all it's doing is keeping us, it's holding us back. And I'm mostly talking to myself when I say that, <laughs> when it comes to shame and embarrassment about how I've handled money in the past and just bringing you along with this journey, just like I've brought you guys along with my vegan journey. I just feel like it's only natural. So let's go ahead and get started. Like I wrote a lot of notes because <laughs> I had to kind of flush things out before I record it, but I honestly don't think I'm going to really refer to my notes very much. I'm just going to kind of just talk to you. This is going to just be a hopefully very simple introduction to what I want this series to be. And the truth is, like I like I said, I turned 40 years old and I don't really feel like I have as much to show for it as I expected to have in my life when it comes to my fan- my finances. And so it it's scary and it's not the coolest thing, but I know it's never too late. And so there's no point of me, you know, crying about it. It's just like, it is what it is. Right. And now that I know better, I'm going to do better. But the truth is I've always known better though. I can't even come on here and pretend that I was one of those people whose parents didn't talk to them about money and saving and credit and things like that. In fact, when I was growing up, my dad used to make me watch like Susie Orman. He used to make me watch stocks and financial things and he used to talk to me about never spending more money than what you have. You use a credit card as a leverage and pay it off every month. I heard all of those things, y'all. And I didn't listen to a damn thing. Okay. I did what I want. I remember the first time I got a solicitation for a credit card. I wasn't even 18 years old. It was only, it was like a couple of months before my 18th birthday. It's like the credit card companies knew, oh, she turned 18. Let's go ahead and send it to her. And that's what happened. Like I, that has how it is. I, I always knew, of course, I had to pay the credit card off. You know, I knew that. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I run up eight five hundred dollars, if I run up a thousand dollars, the minimum payment is twenty five dollars. I can pay that. It's fine. You know, it eventually it'll go away. You know, kind of like an out of sight, out of mind attitude about it. And I just remember as soon as I turned eighteen, I turned. 18 in September and that October, I already had a $500 credit card and I probably ran that up on like gas and food. You know how it is, teenagers, (laughs) just ran it up on that. And I went to school and I lived on campus and I remember y'all, I know people, if you went to school in the early 2000s, I think this is illegal now as it should be. But I remember they used to set up booths with the credit cards and you get like free pizza or sweatshirts. All you had to do was apply for cards. And I remember by the end of my first semester, me and my dorm, my roommates and people around me, we had like four credit cards, y'all. Ridiculous. okay. and I had a job, a part time job, but I was probably only bringing in like two hundred dollars every two weeks or something like that. No reason why I had all those credit cards. 
and I would pay the minimum payment. I knew that my parents always said, you always pay your bills, right? Pay that minimum payment. And that's what I was doing. But in the meantime, I probably had about five or $6,000 worth of debt, which is a lot of money when you don't have no damn job. And <laughs> what I mean is a job that could actually easily pay that off, you know? And I had no plan. And so I just went around my life just paying the minimum payments. And I just thought I was doing something, not even considering the interest, not considering a lot of things that we don't at 18, 19 years old. And then around 20, y'all, 20 years old, Navy Federal Credit Union gave my dumb ass $25,000 as a personal loan. First of all, what were they thinking by giving me who did not show anything, show any, any, any indication that I would be able to pay this back at any time, $25,000. Hey, listen, the worst part of it all is I have no idea what I spent that money on. I have no clue. All I know is it hit my, hit my account and then it was gone in no time, no strategy, no plan, just, just $25,000 in a personal loan, just like is nothing. And so I remember reaching out to them because after a couple of months, I could not make that payment. I reached out to them and I said, you know, could we make a payment arrangement? They're like, nah, you need to pay this. <laughs> That's your payment arrangement. You pay it. You, oh, you took it out, you pay it. And I got behind on it and I was starting to get really nervous and I just really wanted it to go away. And I remember losing sleep over it. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I'm never going to be able to get this right. And instead of like sticking it out and figuring it out, I filed bankruptcy and I was only like 21 years old, like <laughs> on that $25,000. Yes, I did. And, you know, that's what I did. And it was at the time I felt like a sense of relief and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna start over. It'll be fine. But the thing is, I'd never really tried to reestablish my credit very much after that. Soon afterwards, I, th I think I got married at what, 22? Soon afterwards, I got married. My husband had A1 credit. We pretty much used his credit for everything. I didn't really care about it. You know, I had my babies. I was a stay-at-home mom. All of that didn't really matter. You know, my husband pretty much took care of all of those things. And that's another lesson my mama always taught me, y'all. You don't ever let no, you never get comfortable. You always take care of your business. Don't let, rely on a man. And I listen, I'm telling you, as you can see, I listened to nothing my parents say growing up, nothing. So anyway. That's what I did. I went years and I didn't really take control of my finances. Like, and it's crazy because I would read books about finances, but I can never like get it together for myself to, you know, increase my income, to get things going so that I can find, you know, take care of my kids and myself if anything ever happened. And y'all, things did happen. It did happen. We end up getting a divorce and I was on my ass. And the crazy thing about it is I wasn't even as disappointed about the divorce. I was just more disappointed at me not taking the steps that I should have taken throughout my marriage to ensure that I could take care of myself and my children easily. You know, I was just so disappointed in that. And I was so hard on myself and I was deeply depressed for like, man, probably like a year and a half, just just really, really trying to get out of those, get out of the weeds and get myself together. And I remember, you know, during that time asking my parents, can I come and live with them so I can just get my shit together, like just finally start to make those steps to get it together. And fortunately, they had the space for us. They opened up, you know, with open arms, they took me in and I basically lick my wounds and try to get myself together. And 
I was able to get an apartment. I was so surprised I got the apartment because it was brand new and beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, I knew my credit was shit. And I was like, how in the hell did I get this apartment? Now, granted, they did make me pay a full month security deposit, but you know, I didn't really care about that. I was just so happy to have a space. And I said, you know what? Let me start working on some steps to get it together. Let me finally see what I can do to start working on my credit, start working on savings, start working on really just like building myself back up, you know, building my confidence up because I, you know, have been, you guys have known, especially people who listen to me, y'all know it has not been easy for me. I try to be really positive and overall I am a positive person, but man, shit, it was just used to be really fucked up. There's no other way to describe it, but that's the way it was. That's how things were for me. And so when I moved into this apartment, I was just like, man, let me start like working on it. And this is when the pandemic first started. So this was like, no, actually the pandemic didn't start yet. It was about, I moved into the apartment January, 2020. And it was around that time where I was just like, okay, let me just start working on my goals for the new year. And one of my goals was just like, girl, you got to start improving your credit. Like, this is ridiculous. You shouldn't have had to pay a full month security deposit. Why don't you pull your credit and find out what is going on? Y'all, when I pulled my credit, it was a 471. Now, y'all know the lowest credit score is like, what, 300, right? 471. I'm out here. <laughs> like my, my dad always used to say when I was growing up about stuff. I was busted, disgusted. It couldn't be trusted, okay? My credit score, I know your credit score isn't supposed to define everything about you. But listen, there was no reason why my grown ass had a score that low. OK, so I just started to like really started getting attention. I'm like, OK, what do I do to improve this? Because it is horrible. It is garbage. <laughs> like I'm laughing now because you know how it is when you come out of something, it becomes funny and comical. You know, black people, you know how we do. We got to find a humor and everything. But at the time, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, this this cannot be your life. And so that's what I started doing. I started to work on my credit. And I will say that the advantage is, is that when I really started working on my credit, it was at the height of, of the pandemic. So when I was sending dispute letters and things like that, things were being deleted, like collections, charge-offs, things like that were being deleted off of my credit because there wasn't enough people there to like do the work you know it was like I said at the height and you know my Equifax Experian and TransUnion didn't really have the staff and so at that time they had 30 days to respond and they couldn't respond within that time they had to delete it and so all of that worked in my advantage I don't know if it's that easy now now that we're in 2022 and the world is different and, a, and a, it's different, of course. And I know that people are back to work, so I don't know if it's going to be that easy. It's just like the timing just worked perfectly for me, you know. And so, yeah, that's what I started to do is just work on it. I had like medical collections. I had a couple of charge offs, just a whole bunch going on on my credit. But the worst part is I didn't have any active credit cards. And if you want to have a good credit score, you have to have a credit card. I mean, you can't get around that. And because my score was so low, y'all, I couldn't even get secured loans. You know, everyone knows that Capital One, it tends to be the easiest one to get when it comes to credit cards. Now, they are not the most generous when it comes to increasing your limit and things like that, but they are really good at giving you like a $300 starter card, $1,000 card. You know, I couldn't even get that. My credit was that bad. And so what I did do, though, is I 
I made sure that I pulled all of my credit reports and you can actually do this now for free. If you go to annualcreditreport.com, you can actually get a credit report from each of the credit bureaus, the major ones, every seven days because of COVID. It's been like that since COVID started for free. And usually they charge for that. And so you can pull your credit reports and look at them and see what the derogatory information is and just highlight it and start working on those accounts. And that's what I did. I really just went like a fine tooth comb. I had spreadsheets going. I had Trello boards going, keeping things organized. And I just started one by one working on all of those different collections and charge offs and paying off things that needed to be paid off. Just really starting to take advantage, taking control of my situation, which was something that I never really did before, like and not at this level. And I have to tell you that it really did increase my confidence by doing that, even though initially I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, just being more active about my life. And this just applies to any part of our lives. Right. It just really gave me the confidence to keep going. And so I highly recommend that if you. A lot of us probably don't even know what our credit scores look like or what our credit reports look like. And so just making that a priority, I think, is super important. And it's not even about like having a million credit cards. It's about like my dad used to always tell me credit cards is leverage. You know, you get the best interest rates. You'll be able to, you know, get what you need and you don't have to be held back. You don't have to pay security deposits. You know, I remember even when I got my apartment, I had to pay a damn electric security deposit. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, you shouldn't even have to worry about if your credit is up to par and my, what credit was not. And so, like I said, I couldn't even get a secured credit card. And I end up actually getting one through a company called Open Sky. They had a secured credit card. It was $300. And I think the only requirement, I don't even think they pull your credit. I think the only requirement is that you can't be currently in bankruptcy to qualify for it. I got this card. I would put gas on it, pay it off. I had it for about six months. And then after that time, I was able to get a secured credit card through State Department Federal Credit Union. I highly recommend that. I don't. It's not even hard to become a member for State Department Credit Union. I got a $1,500 secured credit card with them. And then I also was able to get a secured credit card through Capital One finally. So those are some of the steps I took to rebuilding because it's just so important to rebuild your credit. I think that was one of the mistakes that I made when all of this was going on as far as my bankruptcy. I never really took the time to rebuild my credit because I didn't feel like I had to because my husband had good credit, which was so stupid. Like, Monique, you were smarter than that. But it's easy to get caught up and not take care of your responsibilities. And don't I know that in so many ways in my life. So just working on all of those things was just really important. So that is how I had a 771 credit score, the story behind that. And in this series, I just want to talk more about my relationship with money. And like I said, bring other people on to talk about these things. The only way we're going to get better is if we have open conversations about it. And this is truly one of those episodes, y'all, that I really need to know whether or not this is something that you want. I think it's important and I want to do it, but I also want to make sure that you're interested in it. So make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts, follow, search Brown Vegan, hit the plus button to follow the show, and then scroll down to the bottom and, you know, leave a five-star review. Hit that button to leave a five-star review. And also write out a review and tell me what you're thinking, because I really want to do this and you know, like I said, it just makes me very, very uncomfortable. Like my heart is still pounding. We're like 18 minutes in and my heart is still pounding, but I 
want to put more content out there like this because I think this is so important. You know, how we eat, how we manage our money, how we take care of our mental health, how we just show up for ourselves. All of that is intertwined. You know, all of it is so important. And I really want this to be a lifestyle podcast. Veganism will always be at the center of this show. But I also want to have in other topics that are just as important on here, too, because like I said, if you ain't eating right, your money probably ain't right, too. So it goes hand in hand. So, yes, y'all, I'm going to get off of here because <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say. This is what happens when I have all my notes and I'm not following it. But the bottom line is if you the first thing I want you guys to do, if you haven't in a while, is to pull your credit and take a look at it and see what's going on with it. See what you can do to start cleaning it up because it's just so important. It's just so important for us to start focusing on our debt, on our credit, on saving, investing, all of the things. And so I think we should do it together and talk about it more. Of course, I have to say this, even though I know you guys know this, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a credit expert. I just plan to share my experiences and bring on other people to share theirs in hopes that it inspires you to Make some shifts that are better for your life. So this is all I have for you today. (laughs) I hope that this was helpful, even though I didn't really give you all a whole bunch of tips. I just kind of talked about my trash ass financial life. But the goal is to share more. And as I grow to let you know what's happening with that as well. So this is the first series in the money series for the Brown Vegan Podcast. I hope it was helpful. And I will talk to you guys later. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.